The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Discover a positive path for spiritual living. Welcome to Voices of Unity with Rev. Ellen Debenport. And this is Voices of Unity with Ellen Debenport. This is a show that invites different new thought leaders to share their wisdom and expertise. It's designed to help you dive deep into spiritual topics so you can discover new ideas and practices that will enhance your life. So our guests come and stay for a while, six or eight weeks, so we can really explore their areas of special interest. Sometimes it's specifically unity teachings. More often, it's just about life and spiritual practice. So Reverend and Coach Carla McClellan is back with us today. Carla, I never know which title to use. Whatever you want. Just call me something. (laughs) Coach Coach Carla had her own show on this network. You can still find that in the archives. So we are live today on October 9th. If you're listening live, remember you can call in just to join the conversation or ask a question, 816-251-3555. So Carla, let's jump right in because today's topic is monkey mind. (laughs) And this was one of those nights when I woke up about 2 a.m. And I usually tell myself, don't start thinking, don't start thinking, (laughs) but I did. First it was work, and then it was the Supreme Court, and it just went downhill from there. Boy, isn't so, that the yeah. truth? <laughs> is that That's monkey mind, right? That totally is monkey mind. <laughs> monkey mind, uh, the term monkey mind was coined by um, a Zen Buddhist monk, and and the idea behind it was we, we have a mind that's like drunk monkeys chattering away all the time. <laughs> And I so can get that. And and like you're saying, as I'm rolling over in the middle of the night, don't don't start thinking. Don't start thinking. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't yeah. start thinking. Which what happens? You immediately start thinking. Yes, and then stay awake. <sighs> well, I've I've learned several things about staying awake. If I don't go back to sleep within 15 minutes of like deep breathing and relaxation and trying to do some meditation, I jump up and make a list. What is it that's on my mind? Hmm. And um, after I make that list, usually there's some relief you know, because, right. okay, I got my day planned. You know, it's usually some residue of the day or some some meeting you've got planned. And I know, Ellen, in your job, you have to wear many, many hats. And so I imagine um, waking up in the middle of the night is common for you. But, yeah, but I do know that if I write it down, then it's not on a loop in my brain. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to remember all of it or rehearse the speech I'm going to make to someone. Yes, <laughs> I write it down. <laughs> In fact, I find it when I when I'm traveling and on a Saturday night getting prepared to do a Sunday talk, I just if I'm staying with people, I just say, "Don't bother me. I'm I'm going to go up in my room and I am just going to um go to sleep really early." And I do with the talk almost 
um, I call it lucid dreaming. You know what I mean mm-hmm. by that? Mm-hmm. And so I've researched the talk and I've put it together. I don't ever write it all the way out, as you've noticed by the notes I give you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but the, it's like the talk will shape and form itself as I just observe what's on the screen of my mind. What would I want to hear? What what is of value? What is of interest? What what might somebody not know anything about? So monkey mind has always fascinated me because that that whole, you know, Deepak Chopra talks about finding the gap between thoughts. And that's the whole idea with meditation. And for years, people have felt so guilty because they can't stop um, their mind from chattering. And that's not the goal. The goal is to train the mind, to train it, to focus on one thing. But if I were truly spiritual. Oh, come on, Ellen. (laughs) You know, I wouldn't have monkey mind, right? Uh, Absolutely not true. Absolutely. Monkey mind is normal. It is the way our brain is designed to work. You hear that, all you unity people? <laughs> we are tipped towards the negative. There's there's a book that I just love by an author I'm, I'm very fond of, um, uh, Rick Hansen, who is yes. a neuropsychologist, and it's called Hardwiring Happiness. Mm-hmm. And it's got, filled with wonderful, wonderful ideas, and it's... And it's very gentle. It's not saying, well, you have to get rid of this this monkey mind, but it gives you tools for understanding where monkey mind comes from. And monkey mind is there to keep us safe. You know, it comes from that, the, the lower part of our brain, um, the amygdala, if you will. Mm-hmm. And that's the reactive part of our brain. So, you know, if you say to yourself, oh, I wish I wasn't so reactive, know that that's normal. Okay, so I'm reactive. Stop, shift, and say, what emotion has me right now? What, what's got me trapped um, in reacting? Do I not feel safe? Is there something missing? Am um What's the loop I'm playing in my brain? Because, my friends, we all have familiar loops. And I bet if we compare them, a lot of our loops are the same. Uh, neuropsychologists believe that we, we think um, 90% of the thoughts we think today we thought yesterday. Isn't that sad? Oh, but that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same story over, over and over and over again. Yeah. So where did monkey mind come from? It kept us safe when we were um, very, very early in our human development. Um, it is a part of our body that, that secretes um, uh, cortisol. Um, it, it keeps us so tense that we're releasing cortisol into our body. And I think anyone would agree in today's age, it's pretty chaotic out there. And cortisol is the hormone that ages us. Right? Yeah. 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 Listen, we already have a caller. Oh, we do? Great. Yeah. So let me bring her on. This is Helen. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi. 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 I am terrified of flying, and I have to travel for my work and must fly. 
my monkeys are afraid the plane might crash or get <laughs> hijacked or get shot. And I am terrified when I'm in an airplane. What do you do when you feel afraid to calm the monkey mind fears? Well, first of all, um, thank you for calling into the show and thank you for being willing to be so courageous and vulnerable. Um, that's that's a hard one, isn't it, when you have to um, uh, fly for a living to get um, to work. So when I'm really afraid, I look at, I, I use observation first. I look at what is the thought, okay, this plane could crash. And when it crashes, it's going to explode. And then everybody's, you know, you know that, that routine. Carla, <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to help I her. Well. I, well, I'm just, I'm <laughs> empathizing with her and telling her it's normal. I have the same thoughts too. I just don't choose <laughs> to verbalize them in case I get thrown off the plane. I just verbalize them on air. Um, but, but you're breathing. Can you tell me what you notice about your breathing when you're terrified? It speeds up. Yeah. And sometimes I want to hold my breath. Yeah, that's a good idea, right? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. And I keep telling myself, smile, breathe, relax. Smile, smile breathe, breathe relax. relax. So how do and you breathe? How do you breathe? I breathe deeply in through my nose and out through my mouth. Yeah. And um, but, um, it, it helps with my breathing. I'm wondering if you do feel afraid and thank you for sharing that. Um, what do you, what, what self-talk do you use when you're in an airplane? If you feel frightened or concerned or worried? I shift the focus of my attention away from the fear and, but I acknowledge the fear first. I, I say to the monkey mind thought, thank you for sharing. I know you're trying to keep me safe. Thank you. But I'm not interested right now. And I, because I'm such a visual, uh, <laughs> I, I'm such a visual person. I imagine handing the monkey a banana and say, <laughs> just go sit down for a bit, will you? <laughs> I'm more interested in what I'm going to do when I arrive. Who's going to meet me at the airport? Where can I have lunch? You know, all those different, more interesting thoughts. I focus towards an intention. I, I, the other practice that is absolutely a superpower we have is to be grateful. And you might say to me, well, when I'm terrified, I can't think of anything to be grateful for. Oh, yes, you can. You you can um, shift away from the fear. We have a pause button. We have the capacity to discern what we're thinking, right? Yes. And we can watch our thoughts, right? Watch your thoughts. What could you tell me more about that? Yeah. Imagine you're sitting in a movie theater and the movie's just beginning. And you notice that you're getting very upset and you're you're not breathing very deeply and you're feeling anxious and almost um, um, verging on on panic. And this the the movie starts playing in front of you. And it catches you away from um, the moment of reaction. 
Am I making sense? Yeah, keep talking, keep explaining. I'm trying to practice this as you're talking about it. Okay, so as you're sitting there watching the movie, you're 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 distracted. So you're you're shifting the focus of your attention and then you begin to watch your thoughts as if you're watching the movie screen. Um um I'm terrified right now. Oh. You become curious, like, you know, the Buddhists call it beginner's mind. Um, You become curious about the thought, and you know what happens? It begins to go go away. If we name the emotion, the feeling, we can't ignore it. We can't shift to something else until we acknowledge it. We waken up to... Well, that's lovely, isn't it? We wake up to <laughs> the thought, the chatter that's going on in our mind. Because, as I said earlier, uh, I, I don't know if you got to hear it, but 90% of the thoughts we think today, we thought yesterday. So most yeah. of our, our fear thoughts are based in the past, and we're living as if the past is true right now. So the other thing, when you're sitting in an airplane and you're observing and you think, I want to shift the focus to something else, um, do you like to talk to people next to you? I do sometimes. Most times people don't aren't interested in talking. I'm afraid if I start talking to someone, I'll start telling them how afraid I am. And so I don't typically talk to them. I usually try to bring a book or watch a movie or try to do something. But I really like your idea about watching the movie. I really like that and naming it because what I try to do instead is negate it by saying, I'm afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Do you know that monkey mind is not, you know, the monkey mind is not stupid. (laughs) You know, it's it's been with us for a long time. You know, I I tell people, you can say I am prosperous, I am prosperous, how many times you want to say it, and you can repeat it throughout the course of the day. But if you don't have money to pay your bills, your monkey mind's telling you, are you insane? (laughs) (laughs) So you have to acknowledge the fact that, yes, I am afraid, and I am more than that. That's where the the spiritual component can come in. I am more than my fear. I really like that a lot. I like that a lot. That's very helpful. Well, thank you very much for calling in. Thank you so much. Bless you. Bless you. Thanks, Helen. You know, it took me a long time to learn in trying to help people like that, Carla. Mm Mm-hmm that logic doesn't help to say, well, you know, flying is really the safest form of transportation. It doesn't help. No, it really doesn't, does it? It's a- I like, I personally, I like facts, but oh, mm-hmm. they don't, they don't comfort a lot of people. So- <laughs> yeah. You notice um, how the eyes glaze over a lot of times when you're quoting facts. <laughs> yeah. So I like that. Um, so what I heard in that was two things. You can distract yourself from your own monkey mind. Mm-hmm. Just watch another part of the movie. Yes. Since it's all a movie anyway. 
And then uh, remember that you're bigger than any given fear. You know, I, I'm a very, in case you haven't noticed, visual person. So I find, and I love to play games. So if I kind of play a game with, um, with recognizing the monkey mind symptom I'm displaying, mm-hmm. uh, I name it, I've got the judge, you know, here comes the judge, and <laughs> she's very opinionated, and <laughs> she's got to have it her own way, and, you know, I'm right, and everybody else doesn't have a clue, you know, that one, <laughs> mm-hmm. or maybe you don't have her in your head, but... I certainly do. Yeah, no, I don't have that one. (laughs) No, I wouldn't imagine. (laughs) And, you know, the the drunken monkey, as the the Zen Buddhists like to call monkey mind, um, it it just, it swings from low branch to low branch. So it stays low and it stays, the, the other cool thing about it is it's loudest, Ellen, when we're up to something that's really important and meaningful for us. So it becomes more than a chattering chimp. It becomes uh, an orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, you've written some wonderful books. I am sure. I am. I can't know 100% sure, but I bet you at some point you thought, why am I doing this? This is just, uh, this is too hard. And there are so many spiritual books in the world already, and yeah. every unity minister is going to argue with what I'm saying here. That's why it takes so long to write books. <laughs> yes. just, you can't just sit down and write. You have to fight your own voice. Mind, yes, yes. Uh, um, and I'm so grateful you wrote the books you did. Um, Hell in the Hallway, Light in the Door, I give to all my clients. Oh. And, you know, it's just an excellent book for, for you know, having some logical tips for what to do when you're standing in that hallway feeling like you're in hell. Because the one thing we know you don't want to do is stay there too long. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be hell. It's a period of transition. Yes. That I don't think we're taught very much how to navigate Things end, and then something new begins, and I wasn't taught a lot about what to do in the middle there, except wait. Wait. Well, just wait to see what God has in store for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, okay, but there's some other things you can do, too. Yes, yes. And one of them is getting used to being uncomfortable. You know, oh, yeah. I, I'm, I hate to be that practical, but can you tell me any spiritual tr- uh, tradition that says you're supposed to stay comfortable your entire lifetime? No, actually, they indicate you'll be out of your comfort zone the rest of your life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're interested in spiritual growth. And the fun part about it, or what's fun for me, is you can make it a game. You can make it a game by getting real with each other. I want to read you a quote that I ran into um, this morning when I was getting ready to come on the show, because I think this describes what we're trying to do with Unity Online Radio. Whenever people gather for selfless ends, there is a vast augmentation of their individual capacities. Something wonderful, something momentous happens an irresistible force begins to move, which, though we may not see it, is going to change our world. 
In this lies the power and the meaning of spiritual companionship. What is that from? It's um, Eknath Eswaran, E-A-S-W-A-R-A-N. Okay, I like that. Uh, I, it's sort of where two or more, more are gathered. Right, and it's it's the power of the small group. Yes. You, I just finished a, a women's group at in um, in a spiritual com- community, and by the time it was over, you know, it was so safe, and it was people felt not just seen, but actually felt heard. And the rule of the game was we weren't to tell the same old story. Now, how do we know that when we're not telling the same old story? Well, it has a very repetitive sound to it. It's almost like you go on automatic pilot. Well, back when I was born and then my mother didn't pick me up and hold me and, you you know, (laughs) all those kinds of things. Okay. So, but what did you have to talk about? Uh, (laughs) Nice point. Well, I did um, uh, the dream, the designing... um, a life worth living, an extraordinary life, and called it Designing Women. And so I was inviting women to look at their deepest dreams and what mm-hmm. stops them. What's your showstopper? And mm-hmm. in looking at your showstopper and talking with other people, you get all sorts of different ideas, practical tips, not fixing people because there's nothing broken. But we're, we're all about learning new skills, Right. Right. That's when we get most engaged in our life. Otherwise, you know, at my age, it you know, I it can get kind of boring doing the same thing over and over again. <laughs> and I've been doing some things for a really long time. But um, one of my favorite words is enthusiasm. Um, Fillmore said you couldn't even say the word enthusiasm without there being a shift in your energy. Mm-hmm. Try it. Enthusiasm. Yeah, he's right. Yes. Enthusiasm. You know, it's, it's hard to say that and be more enthusiasm. You know, <laughs> it just doesn't work that well. It's like when I say the word life and I imagine Myrtle Fillmore calling life into every cell of her body and, and being able to demonstrate a healing. It's the power of certain words. And Fillmore also, Charles Fillmore, one of our co-founders, also said, you can have no demonstration without enthusiasm. Hmm. That's the energy we use. So we can dream, you know, and we have these amazing imaginations that can dream up, oh, I'd love to do this. And we can, from the sitting in meditation and dreaming and just daydreaming with it, if I went to Paris, what might that look like? And I can imagine myself walking down the main uh, street of Paris, the Champs-Élysées, towards the Eiffel Tower, and I've heard what a romantic city it is, and I can get all excited about the possibility of going to Paris. I've never gone to Paris. Right. Now, what happens after a while is I think, oh, I don't have any time to go to Paris. I've got much too much to do. And then the cost. Right. Oh, my goodness. Where would I find the time? Where would I find the money? Mm -hmm. And these are all showstoppers. They block our energy right away. 
But if we share them with trusted people, um, those who are looking for our good, our dreams, then they can help us get past that chatter of the monkey mind, those negative thoughts that stop us, those limitations. Um, Monkey mind is very urgent and loud. Mm -hmm. Very insistent. It wants its own way. It's very insistent. And it's logical. Oh, very much so. Of course you don't have the time and money to go to Paris. No, and if you'd spend your money on that, my goodness, think of the starving children that you could have fed. Uh, oh. I, I go way off. <laughs> You've got a, a guilt-imposing yeah, yeah. Oh, how did you know? <laughs> it's very much orientated to what we have to do. Yeah. Right here, right now. So it's it's a dream, a vision, an intention. Um, we shouldn't even worry about the word, how does this come into being? That mm-hmm. is a showstopper. It pushes us back into the same old, same old place where we're safe. You know, how many people stay in relationships that really are toxic for them? Because at least they know what to expect. They've gotten comfortable with being uncomfortable. So it occurs to me, Carla, we didn't give our listeners any context for what we're talking about. (laughs) This is the second in a series called, what's it called? Designing Your Life? Yes, Designing Your Life. And so Carla is just taking her through the process she does with all her coaching clients about how to figure out what it is you want in life. Look at what might be blocking you from that. And then get on with it, I suppose. Well, she, yeah, tell she, yourself we the have truth. Just a few seconds. Oh, but sorry. She has promised to give us tips and tools for how to do this in every show. Um, and we started last week talking about what is your dream and ended up talking quite a bit about what if you feel you don't have one. So if you missed that, it's, um, it's online on the Unity Online Radio website and you can go back and listen We also have a caller. Michelle, I see you there, but we have to take a break first. So let's listen to these messages and then we'll be back with Voices of Unity. to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. When listeners like you contribute to Unity Online Radio, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Rev. Wendy Craig Purcell from Unity San Diego discussing change and transition. 
And as we begin to really identify the endings in our lives, to deal with them completely and wholly, to heal from them as we must, as we are willing to be in a time of not knowing, a time of uncertainty, but a time of trusting that there is a blueprint, there is a plan, there is a destiny. As we move successfully through these experiences, we will find that we are evolving and emerging into something new and different. And everyone and everything that has been happening in your life, both the things that are easy and good and pleasant, and those things that are challenging and painful and difficult, are drivers for your own evolution. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Take time out for you and join other like-minded souls looking to build their connection to spirit with the Unity at Sea Cruise in 2019. Experience a spiritual retreat at sea as you participate in a special program designed to help you on your individual journey of self-discovery. Deepen and explore your spiritual growth with Unity ministers and presenters as you enjoy exotic Caribbean ports of call. For all the details, go to unity.org slash unity at sea now to make a deposit by January 30th and save $100. Grief can bring you down, but it doesn't have to take over your life. From Grieving to Believing is a transformational weekend taking place November 16th to the 18th at Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health. Join grief expert David Kessler, spiritual medium Maureen Hancock, and Paul Denniston, the creator of Grief Yoga in the beautiful Berkshires of Western Massachusetts. This unique event will take you into deep soul healing, addressing body, mind, and spirit. Reserve your space today at kripalu.org. Search Grieving to Believing. Tune into Everyday Attraction with Ray Zander every Friday at 12 p.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio. Take a deep dive into the teachings of Abraham and discover how to make the law of attraction work for you in your life. Each week, Ray goes into the heart of understanding the power of our emotions and how to become conscious co-creators. Learn how to release resistant thoughts and live life to the fullest. Find out more at everydayattraction.com. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Voices of Unity with Reverend Ellen Devenport. Hey, we are back. I'm Ellen Devenport. I'm here with Coach Carla McClellan. And we have a caller. We love when you call, 816-251-3555. This is Michelle. Thanks for waiting. Are you still there? I am. Thank you. Yay. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Hey, I have, um, I've been listening to this show last weekend, this week. I've heard both um, shows. And my question is, I feel like I've identified kind of what is holding me up but of course my very very intelligent monkey mind <laughs> is you know yeah sometimes smarter than I am I think mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah but so I work I own a child care and so I have an 11 hour plus day mm-hmm. and I love the kids I love my business but it is not feeding me in the way I would like to be fed mm-hmm. in, at a soul level and I also have other talents and skills that I would really like to be using that will help feed others, too. Mm-hmm. So my 
brilliant monkey mind keeps talking to me about, you know, you can't, where is that safer spot? And I know it's never going to be safe space totally, but like how do you balance the risk of change Mm. with the awareness of, okay, I still need to make my mortgage payment? Good question. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Michelle. That is a great question. Ellen, how do you want to answer that? <laughs> no, um, I totally understand um, uh, what you're talking about. So um, in the in the game of life, we have two different kinds of reality. We have metaphysical reality and we have physical reality, right? Metaphysical is the um, invisible, you know, that which we can call God, uh, universal mind, source, um, divine wisdom, all those kinds of things. Or dreams, ideas, intentions, goals, they're all invisible. So when we take something, an idea, we say, ah, I want to focus on this and and start to shape it and form it with our imagination and with our faith, um, uh, we set an intention to bring that into our reality. We go, I really want to experience this in my life before it's over. Um, we, we then take an idea and we get a game plan going and then... Um, we set it in motion, and all of a sudden we get pushback. We get pushback from monkey mind, and we get pushback from physical reality because it is much denser energy than, than the idea, the brainstorming energy, right? Hmm. Yes. And so when we get that pushback, we make it mean something about us or our intention. When really what we want to be doing is focusing our energy more towards that which we long for. So I hear you saying you're doing something. um, You're making a huge contribution to the lives, not only of those children, but to their parents. I mean, that's that's huge, Michelle. And so um, 11-hour days, yeah, that's also huge. So how could you find time, the energy of time, throughout your day to have for you, Michelle, to self-care? <laughs> that is a really good question. <laughs> um if I have children who are all asleep at the same time, mm-hmm. I've used their nap time to do part of that. That also is time that I'm doing the paperwork that's involved yes. with also the business. And so it's really tricky mm-hmm. because my um, bosses are not on my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> they have their own schedule. So... Um, Generally, what's worked better for me is trying to put something after, like during the evening hours. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I'm often really tired. Tired, yeah. So, 
Yeah. Maybe just taking very small, like even instead of trying to look for two hours or an hour, taking 20 minutes. And know that you took that for you. Michelle, you have, you're a very creative woman. Share with the, with the audience some of the things that you've done. <laughs> oh, you know well, Michelle. I do know her. Okay. <laughs> I was in her class that she was talking about, which was a wonderful experience. Um, I'm not sure what you want me to say. Well, you've Carla. been on, you had a radio show, right? I did. I did have a radio show. It was a music radio show in Utah, and I grew up in Utah, which was a very interesting experience mm-hmm. um, just in itself. Yes. So I'm familiar with pushback, and I'm familiar <laughs> with how that can motivate us to do things that we wouldn't um, necessarily do. So what was uh, that? Things were just kind of smooth. Yeah. When you left Utah, do you remember what Monkey Mine was yelling at you? Um, let's, that's a really good question because I was also leaving a successful career mm. and um, moving to a new place where I didn't know anybody or um, really didn't intend to stay very long. So so what did you um, say to get yourself to leave Utah where you were safe? You <laughs> you know, you were successful, um, you were safe, you yeah. were comfortable in your uncomfortableness. Hmm. True. So um I loved something else more. Okay, there you go. Something else more. There you go. So that's the work I want you to do, whether it's um, first thing in the morning or last thing at night, or I don't care how tired you are. I want you to focus on what you would love more to be doing. What would you love more than being afraid of not making enough money? Because it's already there. That's what our wonderful principles teach us. It's already done. Right? Isn't that what we say we believe? Yes. It's already done. That's what we say we believe. <laughs> well, now I want us to practice it. <laughs> that, that'd be the next step then, right? <laughs> right. That's, that's exactly, that's my, uh, <laughs> my uh, point in being alive. Let's practice it and let's do it together and let's have fun. So I'll tell you what, Michelle, I want you to write down what you'd love to be doing more than what you're doing right now. And because you were so generous with your time and with all those children, I'm going to offer you a free coaching session. So just call me and we'll set it up. Thank you, Carla. You're so welcome. Thank Thank you for calling in. And thank you for doing this show. It's very helpful. Oh, thanks. Good. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. So, Carla, before we go back to monkey mind mm-hmm. um i'm sure people would like to know how to get in touch with you or where they can learn more about you oh well i'm real responsive um uh to on facebook life coach carla you can message me through there i have um, my email carla at lifecoachcarla.com um i'll even give you my phone number it's 816-572- Two two oh four. 
I promise you, if you leave me a message, I will get back to you within 24 hours if I'm not traveling. But I also do travel quite a bit. But the cool thing about coaching is all I need is a phone. That's right. So And so the website is lifecoachcarla.com? Dot com. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, monkey mind. So you've said it is... Uh, hardwired into everyone. Yes. Which makes me feel a little less guilty. It's normal. Um, it's trying to keep us safe by letting us know all the things that could go wrong. Does it have other symptoms? Yes. Monkey mind will um, is like a cold. There's a whole long list of symptoms that it has. One of the major ones that I catch myself on is um, I always compare myself to other people. Like, Ellen, I'll compare myself to you. And I, like, don't even measure up. You know, you're brilliant. You're you're well-educated. You're extremely um, logical. Your thinking's very clear. Um, you have this fabulous position here at Unity. Um you, you know my monkey mind's arguing with all of that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so when I go, when I hear myself comparing myself, because honestly, I did going on this show, oh my gosh, what if I mess up Ellen's show? <laughs> what if I don't have anything to share with people? Oh my gosh, because I wanted to, uh, I wanted you to be proud of what we were doing together. So that that caused um, some anxiety. You see, I'm coaching myself all the time. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's a very busy mind. And, and I'm so grateful you're on the show. So, so go ahead. <laughs> the other thing that, um, so when I catch myself comparing myself, I know I'm, I'm caught in monkey mind and go, oh, okay, thank you for sharing. Here's a banana. <laughs> the um another favorite one of mine is to take things personally. Mhm. Oh my gosh. He didn't even look my way. Mhm. I don't even count. Oh, I'm probably going to get fired here. You know, <laughs> that over well and that's catastrophizing too, but that whole thing of taking something personally, not everything is about you, Carla. <laughs> there are other people too. Um, so to take it personally, I get wounded and I shut down. What I notice is that I um, get extremely quiet, which isn't a normal state for me. Um, and I pull away. And I, I almost can feel my heart shutting down. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the cool thing about this hardwiring happiness book of of Rick Hansen's is the science behind it. And mm -hmm. so every thought that goes through our mind affects our brain. And I go, ooh, do I want that thought um, to stick in my brain? Because the brain is um, Velcro for negative thoughts. And it's Teflon for the good. <laughs> what, a, what a great way to put it. Isn't that it crazy? Is Velcro for negative thought. You know, I remember one time in the when I had the church and I I we did a visioning and so I asked, What do you what is your highest vision for this community? And one person out of hundred and ten wrote down a new minister. <laughs> That's the 
one you remember. Oh, the sleepless <laughs> nights. <laughs> And I triggered, tried to figure out the handwriting. You know, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> this is a waste of time. So, so when we can, I <clears throat> excuse me, when we can identify our personal showstoppers, then we wake up more and more to to paying attention to our bodies. We live so much in our head. You know, I I have clients that I that are really struggle with get the sensation of getting into their body of feeling their body they're yes. so head oriented and and it's really um difficult for them to even understand what i'm talking about but but it's a practice it's using our principles that we say this is what i believe in upon this i stand this these principles i stand upon these therefore i got to put them into practice when we're standing on principles we can always create certainty in an uncertain world and that's kind of what I, what i wanted to share with michelle too is that we stand on our intentions and our core values to create that sense of um possibility so our monkey mind is never going to give us possibility. Never, never, never. It n- never will give us possibility. And it's always going to suck the air out of a room. So some of the symptoms of monkey mind are um, uh, resignation. It's just too hard. Right. Nothing I can do. It won't make a difference anyway. Things mm-hmm. just might as well stay the way they are. Yeah. Um, another one is being a victim or a martyr. Oh, they have no idea. I work so hard and I give so much, but nobody responded. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny when it's someone else. Yes, isn't it, though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a big one we all do. Either or thinking. Either this or that. Oh, right. And what we do to our body when we think that is we create so much stress for for our ourselves that we're not only wearing dark grooves in our brain we're we're affecting our heart our blood pressure our joints everything is affected by this either or thinking there's more than either or my friends and if you catch yourself in either or find yourself a good friend to to <laughs> shake you awake or tell yourself that's not true i don't have to believe every thought i think i don't have to is monkey mind tameable yes will it ever be totally quiet no is it is it loudest when you're up to something meaningful yes that's the good news. How do I know when I'm up to something meaningful? How do I know if I'm about my divine purpose? Which I don't like phrasing it like that. Your divine purpose is to be and to become. Um, you know you are because your brain, your chatter is like really going haywire. Wow, that's good to know. I must be really on purpose lately. <laughs> you are, my friend. Because, yeah, you that's are. really good to know. Thank you. Ra- so, rationalization mind is loudest when it's like a gorilla beating its chest. Yes. Yeah. Not just a routine monkey. Oh, that's why you stop breathing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Who am I to think I could do that? 
Yes. Who am I not to do it? If I can think it, I can do it. That's that's the beauty of the spiritual practice that that we are in. That's the beauty of how science and um, positive psychology have integrated in a way that we can see possibilities. Now, right now, it. You know, I, I think I talked last time about we got to get beyond personality into possibilities. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to be chanting that for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I want to show people how it works and how it works with ease and grace. And that's where gratitude comes in. Yeah. Say some more about that because you mentioned gratitude earlier as an antidote to monkey mind, and I'm not quite sure I get it. Well, um, uh, I don't think you're alone there. What the heck do I have to be grateful for if I blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So the cool thing about gratitude is um, you don't implement it until you calm the monkey down first. Oh, okay. Because you're not going to calm him down with gratitude. He's just going to argue with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you tame that monkey mind by naming it. Okay, I'm really angry. As a woman, I have found it very difficult to own my anger. I don't know about you, Ellen, but I was always told to be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh, I I can be angry, but it's pointless because I'm going to lose, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, And when you're angry, don't you feel like... I have such a body reaction when I'm angry. It just floods through my body. I just feel like it's yucky. Yes. So if I name the anger and look at it and just say, okay, this is me angry and I am more than that. Oh, Hmm. become curious. What else am I? Well, this is where that gratitude comes in. Because when you're grateful, you can't be anything other than grateful. You can't be angry. You can't be confused. You can't be anything but grateful. When you think of the things you're grateful for, doesn't a smile come across your face? Yes. And, um, and the other thing about gratitude is it's contagious. Oh, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. Imagine, Ellen, here we are. Um, uh, You're in Austin, Texas. I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. We're talking on the radio and um, we're connecting with all these people in conscious spiritual companionship. You know, does it get much better than that? I love it. Actually, better than that. I'm in Gilroy, California. How did you get there? Where it is beautiful. (laughs) Um, I'm visiting a friend who lives here. Gilroy is the garlic capital of the world. Ah. And you can't always smell it, but last night I walked outside and it smelled like an Italian restaurant outside. (laughs) Just nothing but garlic. Garlic's hilarious. But I'm I'm here to visit a friend and then go to a conference in Monterey. Oh, uh, later this week. So it's it's a rough assignment, but I had to come. 
well, part of the job. Yeah. And I, you know, taking things personally, I'm going to Austin. So I figured that's where you were. <laughs> no, everybody else is in Austin. <laughs> Interesting. So, so to be grateful to be in this beautiful, um, uh, city smelling like uh, an Italian restaurant with a good friend before you go to Monterey. How hard is that? You know, that's pretty beautiful. So already you've calmed the monkey mind down. You've established gratitude. And then um, um, you focus on an intention that's important to you to you. So what intention do you want to focus on for the um, conference, Ellen? Um, You know, I'm there to deliver information, Mm -hmm. making a presentation. But I think the intention I'd like to set is connection with the people there. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. And you do that skillfully. So focusing on that intention um, in the middle of the night, I want to make connection. I want to make connection. I'm, I am willing to be masterful, a masterful communicator. Boy, that, hmm. gets, that gets me flowing in a different direction. I want That's a to... lot better than lying awake at night thinking, what's happening back in the office? <laughs> I better check my email, even though it's 2 a.m. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I won't even let my phone be in my bedroom because it, it gets silly. And I know you um, have a lot of uh, different areas of communication um, that you're responsible for. I know that you're counted on um, by many, many people. And sometimes that can feel almost like a burden, can't it? Sure. Especially if you're a kind of a control freak. <laughs> yeah. Well, any all of us that became ministers are control freaks, or we'd never go into this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but well, I, uh, I guess you're right. I was going to argue, but I guess you're right. Oh, you can argue. Um, uh, but it, it is that you know there's a better way to communicate than what we're doing right now. There's a possibility of more unique ways of communicating with each other so that we bring out the good in life. Yeah. Uh, and I want to finish your um, tips real quick because I think we have a caller coming on. You said name the feeling. So there's that fear again. Mm-hmm. Fear of flying was a good example. Um, and then how do you get from that to being grateful? You you Once you name it, you can even dialogue with it. You can journal about it. You know, mm-hmm. it calms down. And then you okay. shift to, to gratitude because... And and Rick Hansen's book again I'm I'm plugging his book Hardwiring Happiness talks about the importance of looking for the good because when you're looking for the good you're changing your brain. It, you know we're all going to get diseases and and have things happen to us and we are not in control of anything. It's a super illusion to think we are, um, but we are alive for a reason, and. Um, that to me uh, is I get really hopeful when I focus on possibilities. 
Yeah. That's what juices me. So being grateful has you looking for the good in life. Okay. Listen, we have one minute left and we have a caller. Oh. So <laughs> let's go quickly to Julie. We have one minute left. Can you ask real quick what you wanted to know? Yes. I would love to hear, Reverend Carlin, your morning practices and your evening practices. What kind of meditation practices do you use to uh, to keep positive and hopeful? What do you say to yourself in, in, in meditation or in prayer um, and in affirmation when you get up in the morning and when you go to bed at night? Uh, so, okay, Vipassana <laughs> meditation is my favorite form of meditation, and that's just following the breath. Um, I love to start um, my day reading something inspirational, like like the quote I, sh- I shared with you. My affirmation is, I can't wait to see what good the universe is conspiring to bring me today. And when... Mm. Um, and I set an intention. Um, I, I shared about my daughter passing. Yeah, but... yeah we're going to have to quit, I'm afraid. Carla, thank you so much for being here. Carla's back next week and for several weeks in this series about designing your life. Next week, it's okay. Now you've got the dream. Now, now what? <laughs> so we'll be back next week with... Coach Carla and Ellen Devonport on Voices of Unity. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.